The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We are here to preview the Bengals week four matchup against the, the Pittsburgh big one Steelers. The big, big, biggie. Yeah. This, this is, is, a this very is the game to end all games that you if we, if we lose this, I think honestly, the Bengals should retire from the season if that's possible or just forfeit the season. If we don't win this, it's done. And honestly, there is no reason to continue watching Bengals games. Really. There's just not. Well, I think there is. Uh, but. I will say it would be hard to make the playoffs. 0-4. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think uh, the stats are really against us. John, correct me if I'm wrong. It's very hard. Yeah, I don't to think any team has ever made the playoffs after starting 0-4. There's only been one team in the last 20 years to make it after 0-3. That was last year's Houston Texans team when Deshaun Watson basically carried them. So and, and both the Bengals and Steelers, it's not looking good. No. Yeah, yeah. and they have Deshaun Watson. Well, and we, and we well, don't. Well, well, to be fair, yeah. the Texans have a very bad offensive line, and we have a, a, a slightly better offensive line. Agreed, but yeah, not if not you ask much. <laughs> Well, you I'm, ask saying, I'm saying the trend. You see the trend last year, 0-3, this year, 0-4. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm you ask your average Bengals, 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 Bengals fan, they would say that our, that our offensive line is just as bad as theirs. I agree with no, you, though. I think, that the, yeah. Yeah. I think our offensive line is significantly better than the Texans and the Seahawks. The pass protection is pretty good. The run blocking has been horrible. Yeah, I mean, poor Mixon. I mean, Mixon's getting what? Uh, well, John, what? I mean, after last week, he had a good game. But overall, we're averaging like 42 yards per game. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't even care about the total rushing stats because no, no. if, if, no, if, you're, if you're not running the ball as much, obviously it means you, that you're losing because most teams, when they win, they end up running a lot because the passing game works early. Passing game on early downs right now is not very good for the Bengals. And unfortunately, because of that, teams are just doing whatever they want on defense. And there's just not a lot of room for mixing the run. Um, last week against the Bills, what was really disappointing was that there was no play action plays for the entire first half. And we saw how inept that offense was. They started incorporating play action more into the second half, and they finally started to get the ball moving. But the run blocking is not as far off as I think most people would say. And we've talked about this last week. I think they can they can afford to get more creative there. And and they did end up, you know, getting Mixon more involved and some more, you know, lateral runs and more misdirection. And he had his like his three biggest runs of, of the years last week. And he only ended up with like 60 yards or something like that. So success rate, in my opinion, matters more than yards per carry, and he's still very low in success rate as well. 
but I think it mostly most of it is just situational. And if if they can manufacture more efficient passing game, I think the running game can follow. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree, John. I mean, I do think that uh, the passing game, you're right. It did pick up. We didn't see the big John Ross plays, uh, no. even though Dalton did pick it up. But, you know, too many. They were, they, they were close on one. They were close on one. Did pick you, what was... up? Pick what up? Pick up. You mean he, pick, he picked up the pace after the second half? Yeah. Yeah, the second half adjustments are fine. Yeah, but, that's true. It's a nice. There's a nice change. It's a nice change. But do yeah. you do you agree that that we have seen a more how should we say impotent, inable kind of to do anything Dalton than I've ever seen him before? Almost. You guys agree with that? That's, no, that's fair. No. I, oh, think I think it's about fair. Okay. He's looked stuck. He has looked literally stuck and unable to get any completions. It's really something. Honestly, it's like it's John, like. Why a, are you looking at me? Why is he looking? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Here's the story of a lovely lady who was am, 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 I, am I the maid in this scenario? Am I like in the middle? <laughs> no. okay. yeah. You're the dad. You're the, you are like our father in football, man. Stop looking at me. Okay, look. Let's get back. Let's let's get <laughs> back. Wonder fellow he like the Bengals team. No, no one above or below me. I can't really do that. Okay. Okay. Look. Look. Uh, so, uh, Hoji, getting back to that, uh, it's very, yeah. it's very clear. Dalton without AJ Green is a different quarterback. It's a different disaster. It's, it's not that complicated. Yeah, go ahead, John. No, like he's always been bad without AJ, and I think that's, that's what I'm saying. Of, no, we we, yeah. we we should we should have expected that, but this is even worse than the, than the Dalton without AJ that we've seen in the past. Because I think yeah. Hoji's right. I think at a certain point, there's just been in the past couple years with the lacklusterness of the offensive line has just basically have gotten to him. And we always knew that he needed a perfect scenario and perfect protection in front of him. But at this point, it's just, it's just wired in his brain. Like he, his internal clock is essentially destroyed now, even if there isn't as much pressure as he's feeling, he'll make the errant decision to either escape a clean pocket or just make a rush throw or make an inaccurate throw. So I think over the past couple of years with the struggles of the offensive line is negatively impacted impacted his psyche and his mental processing as a quarterback and already you know before the offensive line troubles began it wasn't really that much of a strong suit for him he he did best when the ball got out you know before two and a half seconds when he was in the pocket now it's just at a level that's even worse and unfortunately unless a miracle happens on the offensive line it's hard to see it getting better unless they manufacture a much more quick-paced passing offense john i don't i don't agree with you i don't think it's time to start ryan finley if that's what you're saying no, no, I'm not saying it. Oh, okay, I'm, hello, hello, Hoji, yes, Hoji here. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Guilty as charged. I confess. Yeah. Why not? I think a player, listen, let's just be honest here for a second. If Andy Dalton were starting on any other team and he looked as bad as he did the way he looked on our team this, 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 this year and many other games, no other team would tolerate. And I'm not a Dalton hater. That's maybe the Dolphins. Active. I think the Dolphins would. Yeah, the, it would help with that's, their kind of that's agenda. True. Yeah, but you know the Dolphins have a have another problem. They have two quarterbacks that are both pretty good. So you you know they have a a different you know right. Josh Rosen. No, continue. Josh continue. Rosen's continue. Wait, they're I not think playing Josh, very good. They're not people, playing very good. Well, the receivers they, are dropping a lot of passes. Josh, the receivers are really messing yeah. up for Rosen. No, I I, lo- I looked into that. I looked into that. It, 
I look like PFF has adjusted uh, completion percentage and essentially it measures a quarterback's total accuracy. It takes an account of throwaways, drops and batted balls and all that stuff. And he Josh Rosen has like the third highest drop rate for any quarterback. And he's still in the bottom of the league and like adjusted completion percentage. So, yes, he's getting very unlucky with his receivers. But yeah, ultimately, okay. he's still yeah, very I, low I, average in terms of accuracy. I don't want to get I don't want to get too far off topic, but I'll just say this. It's not really advanced analytics. It's just my own years of experience. I, no, yeah. the arm, the arm town is there, and he's clearly. No, no, no. What I want to say is, what I want to say is, inaccuracy from dropped passes. It's the it's the same thing with uh, bad quarterbacks result in receivers dropping passes, and similarly, good quarterbacks can play worse when the receivers drop passes. It's just about you know getting in the groove. It's yeah, about no groove. confidence. How are you gonna so get in the groove? Is, yeah, so I, I, I well, yeah, they're, yeah, they're literally tanking, so it's yeah, it's all. But I, I still, I still, John, may, may, I, John, yeah. Daddy, may I explain with a metaphor? Imagine if you're, you're about to have a great night on the town, and someone goes to give you a high five, and instead they hit you on the shoulder. It messes up the groove. Poor Very. Roland, his groove. Where's his groove? He, he messing up the groove. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's get back to the Bengals and the Steelers. I, I feel like we're not talking yeah. about yeah. the game because they're both the such so, bad. What? They're both such bad teams. Yeah, they're both such bad teams. They are. It's a bad year. It's a bad year for both. Obviously, the Monday Night Football people just put us on Monday Night Football because they want to see us fight. But guess what? Montez Perfect is doing all his fighting in Oakland now. Yeah. 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 So so we're not going to fight. He somehow he he gelled with that team. I'm not surprised. He really he's doing well. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It. Bengals do not have a good record against the the, the, the the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's something like, I don't know, they, they've won 65 and we're like at 35 wins or something. And and our last win, I, I think, was, was, was 2015 or something. There's not a lot of hope. But the thing is, the one thing that we always had against the Steelers was that, that we could do well on the run. I mean, considering that our run game is, is like really bad nowadays, I just don't see how we're going to get anything done. The well, only, I mean, yes, yeah. I agree. Having having Mason as the QB opens up some opportunities for some interceptions. Yeah, we have a good defensive line. I could see them yeah. causing some turnovers. John, don't you agree? That's the that's literally the only advantage. That's, that's the only hope. Like, that is like the only the Steelers, hope. The Steelers and Bengals are both bad teams right now, and they're bad in very similar ways. They have yeah. uninspiring offenses and yeah. off, two struggling offensive lines. And a defense that is extremely inconsistent. The st- but both strengths of both teams are on the defensive line. So it's really a matter of which pass rush union is going to cause more stress to a qu- to quarterbacks that can't handle the pressure very well. The Bengals have a very slight quarterback advantage here, and that yeah. gives them a chance to win this game. It's just a matter of how they tend intend to exploit that advantage. And I will say, I will say, our def- and I, ne- I never can pronounce his name correctly, but Amorata Anorata, the, the the defensive coach that we have here, defensive. Uh, Gordon. In a rumo. Yeah. Him. Just, call, just call him Lou Ferrigno. Uh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno here. He, he's been doing a pretty stand-up job with, with uh, I think, I think with getting things together despite the lack of speed that we have on the team. I was actually impressed with the performance of the Bengals defensively uh, last game. I, I was better than I expected. And I think they can put some pressure. And you might remember, I, I was wrong about, I thought the Bengals were going to win that game. I admit that I was wrong. And it wasn't me. It was my reading of the, of the stars that was wrong. But at the same time, I was right in saying that the interception was the way we were going to turn things around and we would need an interception. I tweeted that out, and that's true. I don't think you can rely on that every game. I think something is up with the offense, offensive situation where we can't get things going and you can't rely on the defense to make 
to score. It's just it's a, it's a recipe for failure. The defense did fantastic considering that they were out there for 37 minutes. And by the yeah. time that, that, that by the time the final drive was there, like the Bills were beating the Bengals by like 10 minutes in terms of time possession. They ran like like 20 more plays on on offense. They were gassed, and and you could definitely sense that. There was yeah. a couple of plays where, where yeah, like the refs probably missed a face mask or a holding there, but they looked completely gassed, and the Bills just drove down the field because the Bengals defense was just tired. They couldn't do it anymore. And yeah, I don't I. They played outstanding against the Bills, and it's tough to play. Even if Josh Allen is not the best quarterback, he's the guy who operates well out of structuring. He can make plays happen on its own, even if you know the, the, the play itself doesn't turn out very good. So they did a great job of containing him to the best of their ability, and unfortunately, he's just he's just got this weird mix of talent and, and, and errors that sometimes result in amazing plays for the Bills, and the Bengals said, I think they're, they're, they're best against a quarterback like that. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And the one thing we have going for us, it seems like nobody really believes in this Mason Rudolph guy. Like I heard even his uh <clears throat> his the OC, the 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 guy in the uh, the the Steelers OC, what's his name? Fitchner? Fitchner? Yeah, Fitchner. Randy Fitchner. Yeah. Yeah. He he was trash talking Rudolph or something. I mean I, the one thing we got going for us is we're we're, we're playing this what was this fourth round pick, sixth round pick? They're really playing. The story. With the, the story here is that the Bengals um, had a had their third round pick. I think about ten or so picks before the Steelers. The Steelers traded up for Rudolph ahead of the Bengals because they believed that the Bengals were actually targeting Mason Rudolph. And yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily true or if the Steelers just got some bad info. But yeah. I think in their minds they were thinking it was revenge for the Bengals taking William Jackson and forcing them to take cornerback Artie Burns back in 2016. I hope that the Bengals weren't yeah. going to draft Mason Rudolph because at the end of the day, I think he's a lot like Ryan Finley, Ryan Finley or AJ McCarron, like a career backup quarterback, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I was with you up until there. <laughs> I, I'm but, a big fan of both of those guys, actually. And I think, but, I think Finley, listen, say what you will about Finley. I know he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. But every time he's played, that man moves, does exactly what they wish Andy Dalton would do, which is that he, he navigates the pocket and is able to make stuff happen. If Andy Dalton were able – everybody blames the offensive line. What is up with Andy Dalton, a veteran quarterback, a veteran quarterback not being able to navigate inside the pocket and make things happen? I mean, but that's always been an issue. It's always been an issue, man, but it's something you got to work. It's your job, man. Well, yeah. Like, like, I'm, I'm not defending him. I'm saying – Yeah. No, if, I'm just talking if... to him. I was talking even, to him. Even if Finley can do that well, there's just some, there's just still things that Finley just can't do that Dalton can do, and most other starting quarterbacks can do. With with Rudolph, I think he played well when he replaced Ben in Week Two, and I think it was because the defense probably wasn't ready for him. They didn't have a lot of film on him. The 49ers kind of figured out pretty early, and I think he only yeah. had two throws beyond like one yard beyond the line of scrimmage. So he's got to play a lot better against like, still a struggling defense in Cincinnati if they want to have a chance in this. But if he if he's protected well, I think he's got talented enough receivers. And, you know, he should be able to move the ball down the field. Yeah. And really, it's just a matter of if the Bengals defense is going to show up like they did last week. I think they will. I think that I think the one thing, as I said, we got going for this is defense. And I think actually we're well matched. Like this is one place where our defense can shine because really uh, Mason can't make anything happen. And our secondary is strong. So it's like we can kind of uh, not bully, but um, how should we say lay on extra layers of of pressure. Because yeah. it, the one mismatch is that our secondary has been pretty good. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, this Mason guy is just not, not that good. Especially. Wait, really? Wait yeah. what did they? Okay. Our secondary has been pretty good? John? I think so. John? John. John. Do you, like, it, it's, I think 
a secondary is a lot like an offensive line where you can have three or four good guys and then one or yeah. two bad players can basically ruin the entire image. And that's yeah. pretty much what Drake Kirkpatrick has been doing his entire career because yeah. he's so damn inconsistent. So if they you know, have a game plan put together where they target him and go after him and get better matchups against him, then they can exploit it and it makes it look like an entire secondary fallout. But in reality, William Jackson has always been pretty good. I think Jesse Bates has regressed slightly this year, but I think it's more going back to the mean of the player that we're going to see. We're not going to have necessarily an all-pro talent in him, but just a solid start. And I think that's kind of the regression that we're seeing. Sean Williams has mainly just been in the box and been going into single high looks. So at the end, I think the secondary is still talented and there's not many too too many flaws there. But God, I really wanted... I would have loved to see Darius Phillips get a, like a shot at starting over Drake or Patrick, but unfortunately he's on IR now. And I think that was their chance of getting an improvement there. And we're just going to have to wait until next year, unless he comes back later this year. Well, yeah. can I, can yeah. I just Go ask, a, yeah. Can, can I just yeah. ask a question of, of John here? I never thought that uh, I, Tyler Eifert would be healthy. And yet we see so little about him. Where has he been? Why is yeah, he he's, doing more? What's I, up? I, I, they're 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 doing exactly what I would do. They're, they're just conserving. They're just preserving him for situations where they need him. Like you didn't see him at all against the Bills up until they finally got into the red zone. And what what did they do? They targeted him for for you know a play that got him down to the three yard line. Um, he's Ozama's been blocking. Good. I think Ozama's good man. Don't get me wrong. I like Ozama, but it was like like Dalton Dalton Ifart was like 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 Blake Pickens. That was like the thing. I mean, I you know they they, they had something where. It, you know, it was a connection. It felt like like yeah. almost a metaphysical connection, you know, between between Dalton and, and Ifart. Well, I mean, he was tall enough to catch Dalton's, you know, high passes. Well, yeah, but I think like, look, you say the red zone. Honestly, the Bengals are in the red zone always now. Because if you don't start winning games, you're never going to start winning games. If you are going to go zero, oh, oh, okay, five, John, that's not what you mean by red zone. It I know. Mean, like, no, I'm trouble. using red zone metaphorically. I'm using okay. that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let, okay. Man, yeah. let Tyler Eifert play till he gets hurt. Because honestly, at this point, if you don't start winning games, the Bengals fans are going to quit on you. Because if you go 0-5 and five and you lose against the Steelers and you don't win anymore and you can't get anything done on offense, but why in the world should I tune in or, or God forbid, even buy a ticket to watch you play? Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but really... Um... I don't think we're one effort away from winning games enough to make Bengals. I'm saying do everything you can. Yeah, do everything you can. But look, the biggest thing is getting AJ Green back, right? I mean, that's going to change the offense. Before he's healthy, and 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 getting Joe Mixon, getting Joe Mixon back on track mentally or whatever it is. I mean, he's having a he's having. I hate to say it, but the Jeremy Hill type of second year. I mean, he had that. It's not his fault, man. The 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 run blocking is horrible. The run blocking is horrible. Yeah, but you heard what John said. He's not I, hitting I the right <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, All these John, issues are very moot unless the quarterback play increases dramatically. John, like, we're not going to start Ryan Finney. Stop no, saying it. I'm, that's not it. what Love I'm it. saying. You got to work with we're what not. we have. He's not oh, the answer. Oh, the answer is Dalton playing Dol We're not starting Dalton Gala either. So, so we're screwed then. <laughs> if, if, we, if we can't count on Dalton to improve, then none of these issues matter at all to me. Like even with, a, even with, a, even with, God. even with, oh my God, even with AJ Green, if Andy Dalton isn't playing well, they're not going to win. Okay, okay, but John, but with AJ Green, you know what it was is even when you don't throw to AJ Green, AJ Green's very presence on the field changed the changed the whole setup 
of the way the other team would play. They were so afraid of him. It was like Superman with kryptonite. Superman doesn't even need a room with kryptonite. Superman doesn't want to drive a car with kryptonite is in the trunk. And AJ Green was kryptonite for every team. So when he was on the field, everybody else played better. He elevated the entire Bengals offense. When will Bengals fans start being grateful for AJ Green? Bengals fans do not understand that AJ Green is one of I the agree. best ever, 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 ever. I agree. Let me say something. Yeah. I am so, I am so bothered by these. Oh, would you take a third rounder for AJ Green? Oh, oh would you my take gosh. a fourth rounder for? Oh my god! I wouldn't take five first round picks for AJ Green. This man okay? came to the Patriots two years ago. He John, hold on. John, John looks yeah. surprised. John, we're never going anywhere. Why would you insult yeah. the greatest receiver we've ever had? Ever Why don't you let him retire in honor on our team in Cincinnati? Be they a Cincinnati legend. John, hold on. Let me ask you something. John, John, John. This was this was Justin Wrong. Smith Appreciation Week, right? All these was? clips of how great Justin Smith and all this stuff. They have all these clips recently on Twitter about him. How many clips did you see of the Bengals? Justin said, people forgot to even play for the Bengals, John. What, what, is, this, what is this Justin Smith appreciation week? There's been a lot of clips of Justin well, I don't know about Justin Smith appreciation week, but today was National Coffee Day and I juiced myself up a little bit too Can much. we go back to what the puppet said? Can we please go back to this absurd? You wouldn't take five first round picks for AJ Green. Please tell me no. exaggeration. Do you, do you know what you can do? That That's a bit. Some fun. things are about dignity That's and honor. Fun. That's a okay. bit. I would take five. I would take five. No. What are we going to do with this? Okay. So hold on. Let's see. You want first the O'Brien? Okay. We get one okay. O'Brien. You could rebuild get... that deal with five first round picks. You could rebuild what? the team. What? You could, like, you're you saying can... we're not going anywhere. You, you know what teams need when they aren't going anywhere? Five first more round bad, picks. More yeah. bad draft picks, yeah. So that we can I keep getting that draft picks. I have said something before, and I don't think people listen to me. And that is that the first round pick is a bit overrated. I, w- I love the second round pick. And I wish we had a lot of second round picks. I have seen yeah. research that... No, my okay. point is... Okay, okay. So second round the picks. five first round picks for 15 second round picks. I take yeah. it. I would take that for okay. AJ Green. Okay, let I me love the man, but you know what? His what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is... It's just as stupid to say, would you take a second rounder or a third rounder? Like, okay, I understand AJ Green, 31 years old, I think, 30, 31, and yeah. some injuries, okay? But people forget, when he's been on the field, he's been absolutely by far the best. Okay, he's been, he's been a top three receiver still. He's been yeah. as good as he's ever been. He's not declining physically. And, he, and you know what? When he comes back, he's going to be great. I know he will because he's AJ Green. And physicality is only one part of what makes AJ Green AJ Green. People don't realize that. It's not just about him. Like Ross is great. He's also fast. AJ Green is a lot of things. AJ Green's got the dexterity. AJ Green's he's got the, the his with his hands. AJ Green, Green. Green can move. AJ yeah, Green can sure. groove. AJ Green is 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 AJ okay. Green. I okay, mean, guys, guys. Yeah, I agree that AJ Green is AJ Green. I don't think John even debates that. But <laughs> well, I would... people people don't seem to get it. You ain't gonna draft under AJ Green because he's the only egg. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, but it's National Coffee Day and it was free coffee. And you know, anyways. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Are you guys we're okay? live? We're live. We're live. We're live. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. 
When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Let's get back to this game. Let's get back to this game. We got. I, I think there's. I think there are three matchups that we need to watch in this game. Yeah, that's number what one. I wanted to say. Okay, number go one. Go, 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 go. Number one, Bobby Hart versus TJ Watt. Now, now, in fairness, I think Bobby Hart has played better at right tackle than Andre Smith has at left tackle. It's not been much. It's all relative because they both are not very good. But TJ Watt mainly rushes from the left side of the of the defensive line, meaning he's going to go up against Bobby Hart most of the time. TJ Watt has done well against the Bengals in the past. He's, he did pretty well against TJ, against Bobby Hart last year. Bobby Hart needs to have a good game against TJ Watt if Andy Dalton stands a chance of being protected. Number two, I'm going to say Drake or Patrick, the cornerback, versus Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver. Deontay Johnson is the guy that the, that the Steelers drafted, I believe, at the top of the third round or the bottom of the second round. And honestly, there are a lot of comparisons between him and Antonio Brown. And that's what they're counting on him to be in this offense because they don't obviously don't have Antonio Brown anymore. They don't really have a true number one receiver, but I think that's the hope with them. And he's going to line up for the most part on the right side of the offense going up against Drake Kirkpatrick doesn't really move so much. So he's going to have to have a good game as well. Notice that both Bobby Hart and Drake Kirkpatrick are not necessarily good players. So they need the bottom of the roster, the bottom of the starting laps to do to do well against these against these matchups because even if the Steelers aren't necessarily a good team, they they have opportunities to exploit the weaknesses of, of the Bengals. And I think finally, it's going to be interesting to see how Minka Fitzpatrick plays. He's going to so, be mainly it's going to be mainly the free safety in this defense. And Andy Dalton always has to have his eyes on him because yeah. he's like he's liable to jump a couple passes over the middle and a couple Dalton turnovers can definitely turn this game. What do you think about the rise of Michael Jordan? He's going to be starting. Yeah, that's that's interesting to me because. Yeah, I, I think Billy Price earned the the right to keep it. To keep is, he the job left guard. is he completely healthy? No, he's healthy, and that's why he's starting. And I think the coaching staff wants to see as much Michael Jordan as possible because that's the guy that Zach Taylor and Jim Turner drafted, and Billy Price is a guy from the old regime. But I think I think Price is a better guard right now. I think he's just the better player. And I think if you want the best line possible, you keep Billy Price out there. But Price also has more experience at center over Michael Jordan. So I, I get that they want a guy who can play all three positions as a backup on the interior. But I think the better player is Price. And I'm, I'm not really sure why Price is going back to the bench. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Well, I really don't get it. well, 
Yeah, but John, I want to talk about the movie. There's something going on. There's something afoot. There's some like some something stinky back there because I mean, like, you never know what's going on in the locker room. I mean, maybe the maybe they want to motivate Price. I mean, you know, he played better when he lost his starting job as a center. Maybe they're well, trying that, to keep him. That's motivated. true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it could be uh, a sports psychology. I like that because the Bengals yeah. didn't have that. The Bengals, the Bengals no. of yesteryear, the, no, the no. Marvin Lewis Bengals was right. all about seniority. I mean, look, the, the opening week, who did they? They started some guys, or they gave roster spots to guys that nobody thought really would get them. You know, so I mean, Zach Taylor is kind of uh, trying some unconventional means. Look, John, I want to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. What kind of quarterback is he now? I know he's lost his best weapon. Or two I think he retires. Players. I think Roethlisberger retires. No, no, no I'm talking about this matchup. I'm, I want to talk about uh, Monday. Uh, what kind of quarterback has he been this year? Is he? What I'm trying to say is, is he going to light us up again? You know, he's going to you, you know get about? those get those big deep balls against us. Like Roethlisberger's out. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. This uh, what's his name? Mason Rudolph. Uh, Mason Rudolph. Right, right, Rudolph. Roethlisberger's yeah. gonna retire, man. He's oh, he's okay, a big, okay. fat, hurt man. And I will say that to any Steelers fan. I have all the respect in the world for you as a human being. I'm not a fan of Roethlisberger, and I'm and I and I wish him well. But I'm glad I don't have to watch him play anymore. I did not like that guy. Yeah. So he was a Rudolph mean guy. guy, John. You're saying he's not a good quarterback, Rudolph. Rudolph, no, not really. No. And he's obviously he's an, he's inexperienced and doesn't have a lot of game experience to to his name. But the 49ers, like basically, did whatever they want with him, and he just couldn't push the ball down the field. Now, again, his receivers aren't uberly talented. Like he he played with James Washington in college, so there's chemistry there. Um, I, I think their tight end is hurt, and they just traded for one a guy in, in Nick Vanette from the Seahawks. So his weapons aren't exactly the best, and his offensive line isn't isn't perfect. I think it's they have regressed a little bit because they lost their offensive line coach. But Rudolph is young and he's limited, and that's t- typically not a good combination because he's not a Josh Allen. He's not like a Kyler Murray. He can't operate well out of structure. He's not necessarily mobile like that. So if the play breaks down in front of him, it's honestly a lot like Dalton. There's a lot of frantic in his footwork, fr- franticness in his footwork, and so he's prone to bad decisions like that. So if everything is fine and structured, just like a, a normal limited quarterback, he can be fine because he's got a decent arm to to him, but if they if they provide pressure in his face, you know, it could be a long day for him. You know, I think the thing that we sometimes as Bengals fans don't get because we see everything through Bengal colored lenses and it's all orange and black to us. We don't get um, that how this looks to the other team. If the Steelers lose to the Bengals tomorrow with this losing record that they have, the main person you should be talking about is Tomlin. Because for the Steelers, Tomlin is like their Marvin Lewis. There are a lot of unhappy people with uh, people who are unhappy in, in, in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin, despite the fact that I think he's a very talented coach and he's done really great for, for that team. Uh, uh, the, yeah, the man I, who's. I, I, yeah, I saw his coordinators are really bad. That his coordinators worst. are bad, but yeah. he takes a lot of the heat. People don't talk about it, but a lot of people don't believe in Tomlin anymore. And I'll tell yeah. you, that's a shame because he's actually. I, I, I actually respect that man. He's. He, he, yes, does he. Is the whole Steelers organization complete pure evil? Sure, sure. But he's a good coach. You got to give credit where credit is yeah, due. Tomlin's I, been a I good think he's coach. had very fortunate circumstances, to be honest with you. I don't agree. I, I know people say that because I know the Steelers are a good organization. But Tomlin has been really smart. And he's won yeah. some games that you didn't well, think that he'd be able to win. Against the Bengals a lot of them. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I think we've done pretty uh, elaborate preview. I think we covered just about every angle. Half an hour, man. We did good. We should get, yeah. get overtime. Yeah. So I think we will end it with that. Unless you have anything 
done anything. No, you, I'm good, man. Who did? You know, I don't think we're going to win, but I'm still predicting a win so that the Steelers fans can eat my nuggets. Okay, okay. So, yeah, let's get to our predictions here. John, go ahead. 1913 Pittsburgh. Okay, OG, OG. Ooh, ooh, that hurts. I say 24 21 Bengals. Wow. Yeah. And I'm going to go 31 31 17 Bengals. A lot of points. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get the points. Yeah, we're going to get the points. Monday night, we get some John Ross going. It's going to be really nice. People are going to love it. It's going to John be great. Ross, John Ross, I like John Ross. I it's like going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful, folks. He's okay. not He's not as, you know, John Ross is not a clean receiver the way uh, AJ Green is, but he's a fun one to watch. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's not as sculpted, you know. He's a meme. He's a meme. John he's Ross? I don't know what that yeah. means. No, He's a meme. I'm very, I'm old. Leave the there guy. Are teams like John Ross, if you're old... listening, with, now that you are listening, John Ross is probably listening. What does meme mean? What do you mean he's a meme? He's, he's like the Josh Allen of, of receivers. Like he could do something amazing and then do something dumbfounded. Gotcha. Gotcha. Back to back. Gotcha. He's, he's, yeah, gotcha. Well, I don't think the Bibs regret that pick, and we don't regret you, John Ross. We love you. Come on our show. Okay. That is all we have for this episode. You can patronize us on our patronizing site. Uh, and that is all. So we will see you next time. SVT. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smart Water Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.